0: Yellen says the U.S. government is now working under, quote, extraordinary measures to pay the nation's bills. Yellen predicting the U.S. will default on June 5th if Congress doesn't raise the debt limit. But with no compromise in sight, will Speaker McCarthy do what Speaker Boehner did in 2011 and compromise to avoid a global financial meltdown? Before retiring from the Senate, Pennsylvania's Pat Toomey was the top Republican on the banking committee and also serving on the budget and finance committees and joins me now here in Washington. It's great to see you, Senator.
1: Thanks for having me, Andrea.
0: Congratulations for being
1: (laughs) out of the mess.
0: (laughs) You've graduated, uh, but you you, have wealth of experience in the House and the Senate with so much change. Can you see Kevin McCarthy with the deals that he has made to become Speaker after that, which you can only describe as a debacle of a week, that was hardly a great kickoff for the celebration of them taking over. Um, With all of those deals, how does he make the kind of compromises that are almost unavoidable down the road.
1: Yeah, so I'm not sure that the specific terms of the deal that got him his speakership were really all that unreasonable. In fact, I I think many of them were not unreasonable Mm -hmm. to do individual appropriation bills, for instance, in some sequence rather than a multi-thousand page bill at the end of the year. That's completely reasonable, right? To have an open amendment process so that members have a chance to weigh in on the substance of the bill. That's completely reasonable. The question, in my mind, becomes when Republicans attempt to do that, maybe they pass a bill in the House, but when it is unacceptable to the president, it's unacceptable to Chuck Schumer and Democrats in the Senate, and some negotiation has to occur, does the outcome of that negotiation precipitate the attempt to dethrone him from Speaker, or is is it Will it be deemed acceptable that we put up the best fight we could, but after all, Democrats control two-thirds of the elected parts of government, so we're not going to win everything? And that that's the question we haven't seen yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone has their principles, and as you point out, that a lot of those agreements were based on abuses that had been you know, right. in, in effect. But what about the motion to vacate with just one person being able to trigger that? He's handcuffed himself in a lot of ways.
1: So that's been in place many times in the past. It was just in a different political culture when it wouldn't occur to anyone to do it. And that's the kind of thing that I'm referring to. You know, if um, Leader McCarthy um, gives Republicans an opportunity to demonstrate their principles, passes what legislation he can, and then ends up having to negotiate something less than what's ideal from a Republican point of view, for the obvious reason that Republicans don't control all of government... Does that precipitate the the one individual? And by the way, that could come from the other side, right? A Democrat could decide to uh, uh, file the motion to vacate the chair. Um, we'll see how how people react when it comes to that. If it does,
0: I mean, you you've been raised in a culture of reasonableness. You know when you, you know when you've lost a fight, and when the government is going to default, and it could precipitate a global meltdown. You know what the stakes are, and you had principles about fiscal sobriety that were very important to you, but you. Went along with a couple of comments. Well, well, you voted against the debt ceiling raise. Oh, I, I did. And I
1: disagree with the characterization. I understand it's universal that if we don't raise the debt ceiling by a particular date, we'll have this financial crisis. That will not happen. And let me just tell you why. It's very simple. Um, the uh, disaster scenario that people talk about is defaulting on our debt, defaulting on our, our sovereign debt, the securities that are the basis of the capital markets around the world. The interest payments on our debt adds up to about $400 billion this year, according to the CBO. Tax revenue alone is almost $5 trillion. A Treasury Secretary would have to willfully decide that I'm going to precipitate a default on our debt. Right. So, so that's this is, not but going but to But we did
0: get downgraded. It cost that was, us. That was ridiculous. It cost us, but that, that's it's the marketplace. Ridiculous. I don't, so it no, cost it us a couple, couple of billion firms. dollars.
1: There's a couple of firms that privately made that decision. There's going to be no default on the debt, even if we go past the date. The worst thing that would happen is some vendors wouldn't get paid on time. They'd have to wait. And that's not ideal. And a shutdown is I'm expensive. Not, and and a, a shutdown, it'll be a partial shutdown. Not ideal. But I think you do have to weigh this in the context of a completely unsustainable fiscal mess that we're in, uh, 100% debt to uh, GDP ratio right now, growing rapidly. This is not sustainable and it's unreasonable for President Biden to say, I refuse to even negotiate about this.
0: Well, that's a strategy, you know that's a strategy. The Trump tax cuts, some would say contributed to all of this and then COVID and then big spending.
1: So the tax cuts of 2017 that you referred to as the Trump tax cuts, ushered in tremendous economic growth, record low unemployment, um, wage gains that were outpacing inflation. And today, Andrea, the federal government's taking in more revenue, tax revenue, than was projected prior to the tax reform. So it's clear that the tax... And by the way, total revenue is above the historical average as a percentage of our economy. Corporate tax revenue above the historical average. So that the tax reform of 2017... Has been terrifically pro-growth and constructive. Not 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 a problem here.
2: <laughs> wow! Thursday, it's the afternoon show, 19 January, Year of Our Lord, 2023. We are uh, it is uh, we've crossed the Rubicon. But note to you know you just put Haley Jackson onto the streaming service. Note to self: Andrea Mitchell is so out of her depth. That should be taught in journalist schools about someone who has no earthy idea what she's talking about, not prepped. uh, And boy, Toomey, who's a gentleman. I'm not a Toomey fan. He's not a fan of the war room. He's certainly not a fan of Trump. um, Bench pressed her on how to just teach her some just very basics and fundamentals. We're going to play that interview maybe again tomorrow because – and I got Philip Patrick here from Birch Gold. You've heard these concepts before in the war room now for months and months and months, but uh, two things. Number one, we are not going to default on the debt. Anytime you hear that on about paying past bills, it's all crap spin and it's lies. He nailed it right there. We take in about four and a half to five trillion dollars now, given inflation and the, and the growth came out of the, the Trump tax cuts. The payments are four hundred billion. They may go up to a trillion this year, but there's plenty of cash coming in at all times to pay the interest payment and to pay any amount, face amount of the debt that has to be paid off. There is um, additional money, plenty of cash coming in to pay social security, Medicare. Those are off the table. So there's, there's not going to be a default. There's not the only way it could be a default. If, 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 um, if the secretary of treasury under Biden's guidance, specifically deemed that she was going to default on the debt, and that's on them. Number two, the word, wait for it, sustainability, sustain this is not a sustain. She tried to trap Toomey and everything. This is not a sustainable model. It is not a sustainable model. It is not a sustainable model. Philip Patrick, that was a uh, Toomey who's no MAGA fan, basically made the case – for why we have to confront this today, sir?
3: I think he did a very, very good job of it. And this idea of the U.S. defaulting on debt is, is quite frankly a fear-mongering technique used and, and it's not reality. But I think he said a few interesting things. So we're sort of a, a very tough situation, right? The Republicans rightly are insisting now on massive spending cuts before they agree to raise the debt ceiling. What I find very odd is, is the position of the Biden administration, right? They're saying they're only willing to accept the debt ceiling hike without conditions that there will be no negotiation. Now, this may be a position, as the interviewer suggested, but for me... It's bizarre to come to the table with that mindset. Look, this isn't an argument about abortion or gun control, right? Whichever side of the fence you sit on, you stick to your perspective. We're talking here uh, about fiscal discipline. This isn't a binary issue of principle. We're talking about balancing the books. And to come to the table unwilling to negotiate is bizarre and, quite frankly, an indefensible position. The Biden administration now are issuing no more than an ultimatum, a you know, demanding a blank check uh, to spend taxpayer dollars completely uncontrolled. And it's insustainable, as you say. Now.
2: But, 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 Philip, Philip, Phil, Phil, hang on. They have no interest in the balanced budget. That's where their initial position is there's no negotiation. We will, it's not about, it's all, it's got to be clean. You've got to raise it in no negotiations. And we're not going to give you any information. That's the thing I keep asking where's the model? What, what are we talking about? We have She says it's June. Well, How do we know that? That's in her letter. And she's a little daffy to begin with, and she's made a few bad calls. Philip Patrick.
3: Well, information doesn't support their argument, so why would they provide us with real information? The reality <laughs> is, is it's what we said, right? This is They're pushing a political agenda, but I, I want to say something. Look, we've got a showdown coming, both sides. It looks like at this point they've drawn a line in the sand. It's sort of classic brinkmanship, but you know, what's at Mm -hmm. stake here, quite frankly, is everything, right? The debt ceiling is the only check we have essentially on infinite government spending, right? The Federal Reserve can monetize an infinite amount of debt. They can print an infinite amount of dollars. But the problem is our leadership has been running the nation's credit card bill every single year since 2001. That was the last time that income exceeded expenditure, right? And it cannot last Forever. This path leads to one place, one place only, and that is a loss of global reserve currency status. It's hyperinflation and it's total economic collapse. So we need to have this fight today. Right. We've got to stop pretending that taxpayer dollars are monopoly money. We this idea that you can spend all you want and we'll just print more. It's not a viable fiscal strategy. It is not sustainable. So what we have to do, and I know you push this all the time, and you're absolutely right, we have to stop deficit spending today, period, right? And we've got to find a way to pay down that debt. Now, when you're paying down a colossal debt, there's three ways to do it, right? One, you raise taxes, which nobody wants, and particularly when you have an administration you cannot trust to spend the money wisely. You've got to print money, which got us into this position in the first place, or there has to be austerity. And that, for me, is the solution. The Dems may not want to compromise their welfare state special interests, but it's the only reasonable solution that's not going to decimate hardworking Americans. So we have to fight this fight. It is the most important fight of the Biden era, and we must win. Our future is at stake. I have not been more passionate than this one. This is our opportunity, and we need to grab it.
2: Um... You do understand, Philip, that because we're already called extremists, they're they're going to come for this audience. And uh, if you take the hard line on this, which we must take, uh, if you if you're a hardliner, or, or I call it a dead ender, right? Absolutely. There's here's here's the increase we're going to give in the debt ceiling: zero. You know, we played this thing from The Godfather this morning. In fact, you pay for it, Senator Gary. We're not giving anything. And they've got to link in the Federal Reserve. How tough is this going to get? It's the fight of our time, because everything else revolves around this fight. The, the, the increase of the Leviathan, the administrative state in every part of your business, in every part of your life, calling you domestic terrorists. It's all financed by this. Philip, your perspective from British Girl, how tough do you think this fight's going to get?
3: It's going to get tough and they don't want to relinquish control. And the fact that we're called extremists because we're talking, think about what we're pushing for here. We're, We're asking for spending cuts. We're asking to spend money responsibly. That's an extremist mindset. I don't think so. Look at the agenda being pushed. Look at this woke liberal agenda. Listen, I'm in California. There's tons of liberals out here. They don't really, they're not pushing that either. This is a very small section of society, but they got a lot of power. This is going to be a very tough fight. This is the year to do it. And I think this is the issue to stand firm on. So let's see what the Republicans are made of. Let's see if McCarthy can stand his ground. If he can, it's very important to the future of this nation, but it's going to be a tough fight. It's going to be a tough fight.
2: We are, you know, if Philip mentioned about the dollars of prime reserve currency that even gives us the ability to do this. We've got another in our series coming out, The End of the Dollar Empire. You're going to yep. want to get it. But I want people to get information now. It's time. You owe it to yourself and your family to immerse yourself in information about shifting out of paper backed IRAs and 401ks and looking at gold backed. Where do people go, Philip? Because now more than ever, folks need to do this because, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to get a little choppy. this is going to get a little choppy and you're going to be called you're going to be demon you think you've been demonized before about elections you ain't seen nothing yet you're about to be big time demonized so where do they go philip
3: very simple birchgold.com forward slash bannon that's going to get access to the guides you've written steve as well as guides on how to invest in in precious metals uh, and you can reach me at uh, on on getter at philip patrick but information is key it's going to be a tough fight as you say steve so uh that's, you know this is the year so thank you thank you for having me today
2: you know it's a it's a it's a tough fight, and we cross the Rubicon. But guys like Toomey, and he was an investment banker. He understands. He put out more truth there in a couple of minutes on MSNBC. that has been put out in so many different places outside the war room. He laid it out right there. Only Biden's Secretary of Treasury can uh, can uh, default on uh, on the national debt. Only her. She got plenty of cash. Philip Patrick, thank you. Your stuff up on getter is amazing. The information kits, the free information kits. It's all free when you go to Birch Gold. All the information is free. It's fantastic. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We're working in the part we're working now on part three in our series about the end of the dollar empire. Short break. Dr. Seb Gorka joins me next in the war room.
4: We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP.
2: Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, a deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bandon to nine eight nine eight nine eight and claim your free, no obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bandit to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today, take action, use your agency.
5: No, the intelligence community warned the president that Giuliani was being fed disinformation from the Russians. Um, It's just what it is, it's a smear campaign because he has nothing he wants to talk about. What is he running on? What is he running on?
2: I wish you would interview Joe Biden like you interview me. He's walking with an ice cream. And the question the media asked him, what flavor ice cream do you have? And he's in the midst of a scandal.
0: He's not. And he's taking... He's of course not. he is, no. Leslie. Come on. There's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of
6: course there is. No. It's all over the place.
0: You know, this is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't well, verify. You won't put it
5: on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on say.
0: things we can't verify. Leslie, they
5: spied to my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been totally then. verified. No.
0: And it is now... My great honor to introduce the president-elect Joe Biden.
5: Well, sorry. We're going to fight for the people. Just a matter of counting the votes fairly.
7: As far as evidence is concerned, we have the evidence and it's in the form of 75
5: plus million voters and counting. There's nothing they have to raise any questions whatsoever about this election in the legal process
2: they simply have no evidence. They have to
4: come forward with evidence of fraud and problems, which despite multiple opportunities to do so, they have no evidence and they will not be able to stop this process. Uh,
2: There's breaking news here. Wait for it. Classified documents. Whoa, baby.
0: The White House today struggling again to answer questions about the possible improper handling of classified documents dating back to the Obama administration.
1: His name is Bob Bauer. Now he's Joe Biden's private lawyer. That means Joe Biden can confide in him and say to him, oh, by the way, I took those classified material
2: and I sold them to
5: China. None of this makes sense. I mean, This idea that we sent in lawyers without clearances and told them, look, but don't read, is not a standard you'll find in any security protocol. The question is, why? The White House counsel was the one to go and facilitate the documents, to look for the documents.
2: Dana Remus, we want you to remember her name. She's the one rummaging around in the closet for top secret documents. How does 8 August, how does the raid on mar lago kind of pop up right after I think the White House counsel says she's leaving in July and that she technically leaves, I think, in October? Why is the, the DOJ and the FBI not coming forward with saying, hey and Treasury saying, hey, here's exactly what happened. We know what's happening. You guys can ask me this 100 times, 200 times if you wish. I'm going to keep saying the same thing. Boris Epstein.
6: This is everything that we've been
4: told
2: was true, and everything that we've been screaming about from the mountaintops now is coming to the forefront. I want to bring in Dr. Seb Gorka. Dr. Gorka, on a day where, uh, you know, we cross the Rubicon, the debt ceiling, there's so much going on, you get these investigations, all of it. All MSNBC is doing is that they can't, on the eve of the March for Life, of course, they're, they're... Saying you can't find they can't find who leaked the Dobbs decision. Alex Baldwin shooting in uh, in in New Mexico and Santos as a Brazilian drag queen. That's literally what they're they're not they're nonstop. I mean, this, these people are not even serious anymore. And I think that's the great thing about Max Evans over there at Getter in these in these videos he puts together. He shows like Leslie Stahl, these people are liars. They'll look you right in the eye and lie. Dr. Seb Gorka. This massive national security, the crimes around the national security scandal, to me, are breathtaking. Your thoughts and observations, sir.
4: Yeah, I don't know Max, uh, but I'm going to follow him now because that 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 sort was was superb. That 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 is the kind of thing that conservatives need to do. That that's what the GOP should be doing, but never will do because they have no idea how to control narratives. So um, I had a long chat today with somebody who was the only honourable special counsel in the history of that office, uh, and his wife, who is a former staffer of the Senate Intelligence Committee, working for Barry Goldwater. You know who that is? That's Joe. DeG- and Victoria Tunsing, people who have been targeted by the FBI and Biden's DOJ. And, you know, I, I just I wanted a sanity check from them on the Biden file scandal. And here we go. Here it is from the horse's mouth. People who know of what they speak, who have been fighting the swamp creatures for literally decades. Look at the timing of how this broke. the four hits after one another: penn, the garage, the pirate library, and on and on and on. The rapidity with, with which that occurred, and firstly, how the lawyers were sent into the office space in D.C., where no skiff, nothing except a lock closet. They their supposition and it bears water for me is that somebody there is an insider. There is a Biden insider who has the receipts, knows what happened, where the documents were for that 12-month interregnum between Vice President Biden leaving the White House and the pen think tank for Biden being created, and they are taking him down. Why is the analogy to the plumbers relevant? Because this is the reverse of the plumbers. It's not the cover-up after the fact from Dean. This is the cover-up from the get-go. Nobody sends lawyers to move boxes of papers. They were sent there without a clearance to use the cover of client attorney privilege to hide what those documents were about and what they were being used for so if if look i they've never done me wrong if joe and victoria are right this saga will accelerate it will get even yeah. more expansive no, and that, it's that, that, taking him to- down I,
2: yeah look, look the uh in, unlike other scandals where it's always the cover-up I say, forget all the stuff they're hitting you with right now. Just drive the stake into the ground in yeah. uh, on 2 November. And that's why I say yeah. D- Dana Remus, the that's White House counsel. How does she announce she's leaving in July, and then she kind of leaves, I think, in September, October. She's her personal lawyer. And Mar-a-Lago, in the timeline, Seb, how does mar lago they're having a negotiation. They're going back and forth in negotiation. The archivist, I guess, calls, and all of a sudden he got jackbooted, uh, SWAT team FBI all over mar lago when they're negotiating, and yet the, the, the archivists, they supposedly call the archivists on November 2nd, and we don't hear about it until January. How how does that work? How does mar lago fit into your timeline here, sir?
4: Well, Mar-a-Lago, so here, here's the beauty, and I... I hope the left is listening. I'm sure Media Matters is listening. So, Steve, I, I hope you concur with me, but I'm going to go out on a limb here. The, the, the beauty of, of what we're dealing with here is if you know strategy, if you know the intelligence community, if you've had a clearance, I've still got my top secret SCI. John Kelly hey, if you're listening, you failed. You tried to strip me. I hired my lawyers, and I still got <laughs> it. You are an insult to Quantico. You were never a Marine. <laughs> Go to hell, John Kelly. Um, so these people are bad. They're bad. But they're also arrogant in their ignorance. They think that raiding Mar-a-Lago is going to be a great cover for what Biden, Hunter, the garage, the documents about Ukraine is going to reveal. But they're so stupid that they can't even differentiate between the Presidential Records Act that is not a criminal statute, that is a civil statute, and the Espionage Act. And the fact that no vice president has the authority to declassify any document, and you can't keep them in your garage just because you have the Corvette defense. So I don't know if you agree, Steve, But for me, these are wicked people. They're destroying America. They hate Western civilization, but they're pretty imbecilic at the same time. And that's why we will win.
2: Well, they're arrogant because they think they... Yeah, but they're not not clever. They don't have a
4: brain among them. I mean, seriously, Rice is supposed to be the mastermind. Has Rice ever done anything in the last 30 years that has impressed you in terms of actual intellectual heavy lifting, Steve? Name me one thing that any of these clowns have done that, whether it's left-wing or not, has been geopolitically impressive. I don't mean graft. I don't mean grift. I don't mean stealing, but demonstrates a knowledge of, of, of strategy. I don't see it.
2: Didn't, didn't push back when Russia took Crimea from Ukraine
4: in 14, they were smart think enough. Think that enough. you can leave Bagram, I, But I digress. Th- think I, I, I that you digress. can, li- I Right? Go they ahead. leave the only strategic airbase in Central Asia for the Taliban. I mean, these people, these people are really stupid, which is also dangerous. What? I mean, the, arrogance they, and ignorance they, is a, they, is a dangerous mixture.
2: They avoided a shooting war with Russia because they just surrendered all the time until Trump got there and <laughs> braced them up. I, I want to go to because you break in some news here about the 12 months. People are forgetting about that. It did. Yeah. It, the, the CCP pen Biden center is the, is right. the last place they were. But that, there was years. Where, was where years were they? Between, so, so no.
4: you know, I don't know how many you, you've probably got a huge amount of, of prior service or active duty guys listening to your show. But for everybody else who's not familiar with this arcane wilderness of mirrors that is the IC, handling, so there's a striation of, of, of you know, from confidential to top-secret SCI, code, code word program, Q clearance for, for nuclear, but it's a system. It's a system that is predicated on one person and one person alone. The classification and clearance system of the United States serves one man and one man alone. The commander-in-chief, that's why it exists. The intelligence community is there to help the current incumbent president make decisions about foreign policy and national security. It serves him and no one else. That is why if President Trump says, I I declassify all, including the nuclear launch codes, his verbal statement is the act of declassification. That's how much this is a, a unipolar system. In it, if you have a classification system, you're not allowed to read it unless you filled out an SF-86. My one, because I was born in the UK, have foreign you know relatives. My bloody SF-86 for to work in the White House with you was 76 pages long, right? Because you have to write down every foreigner you know and what connection they are. You have to fill out an SF-86. The FBI has to do a background check, and then you have to be cleared. You have to have a a need to know, especially on compartment information, and you can't read it unless you're in a skiff, unless you are in a a room that is sealed from the world with a Faraday cage that cannot be penetrated by electronic communication. You cannot take your phone in there. And if you are taking a document from one skiff to another, it has to be locked in a locked courier pouch. Not next to the old yeah. paint uh, so, cans in your garage. Seb, so, so,
2: so, just hang on for one second. I know you got a bounce, but I just got another question on the other side. Ben Burquam and the team are down in the Darien Gap. We've got Rasmussen here to talk about polling about uh, what America thinks about the invasion on the southern border. All next in the war room. Covidtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000 covidtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly 250 grand and covidtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000 if you run a business, church or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDTaxRelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDTaxRelief.org. Visit covidtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's covidtaxrelief.org, covidtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with covidtaxrelief.org. Here's
1: your
4: host,
2: Stephen K. Bass. So, Seb, you you talked to Joe and Victoria, and there couldn't be two better guys, two better folks to talk to. Tell me, where do you see this going over the next days and weeks, and where do you want to see these committees jump jump in here?
4: All right. So a little bit of a, a, an Intel scoop that I'll share with you guys. But first, if you haven't seen it, I've just uh, reposted it on my Twitter account. You've got to see that, that absolute loser, uh, Tony Blair, former prime minister of the UK at the WEF, t- telling, telling the world that we need a global digital database on who's vaccinated and who isn't. Watch yep. the video top of my Twitter feed, Seb Gorka, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, Seb Gorka. So here's the bad news. Um, Certain sources today told me that uh, allegedly Jim Jordan's subpoena power as the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, the man responsible for the subcommittee on the weaponization of the FBI and the DOJ, his subpoenas must be cleared by Kevin McCarthy. I hope that is not the case. I would like journalists, real journalists like Breitbart journalists who are listening to dig into that. And if it's true, we need to put pressure on the speaker, maybe have a one of the first votes to vacate the chair because you cannot have Jim Jordan's judiciary chairmanship power undermined by Kevin McCarthy. Where does it have to go? Look, I'll be deadly honest with you. We don't have DOJ. We don't have FBI. There is a cell in the basement of Congress, but we're not exactly going to order the sergeant of arms to arrest people and put them in the cell even though i would like that to happen for clear clearly a criminal violations of the us constitution but we have to get the information out we have to have Um, 24-7, we have to have real committee hearings where you hand over the laptop copies that you and Rudy have and we go through it all. China, uh, the uh, uranium deal with Hillary, uh, the Operation Crossfire Hurricane that targeted you, me, General Flynn. We have to have all of it uncovered because just the getting out of the information, it's like how powerful were those four days of debate? How many Americans woke up to the reality? of what's going on in DC simply because 6 plus 14 people decided to be patriots for 4 days. We need to do that. Not for 4 days. We need to do that for 2 years. So by the time the election comes around people are baying baying for the swamp to be drained and for somebody to come in with a flamethrower and dismantle the administrative state. That's the best we can hope for. But it can be done. But no. No filters for subpoenas. And we go after everything the ccp hunter biden's laptops the ukraine deals the barisima all of it steve two years let's begin now
2: seb how do people follow you the content uh your social media all of it
4: all right, we're we're everywhere except the fascistic YouTube. So we're on Truth Social. Uh we are on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Usually it's Seb Gorka, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A or Sebastian Gorka. The website is sebgorka.com where you can listen to the radio show. And the most uh in uh, the newest one is Substack. So if you want unique content by me, it's my name in one word, Sebastian Gorka. That's Sebastian Gorka dot And of course every Thursday. Thursday, here on The War Room.
2: Thank you very much, Dr. Gorka, and thank you for carving time away to do this every Thursday. Appreciate it.
4: Always, buddy. Thank you.
2: By the way, Lou Dobbs is going to be putting up a, a podcast, uh, I think, this evening. I, I had uh, spent time with Lou Dobbs on many of these topics. We'll, we'll push that out as soon as we get that, too. MyPillow.com, promo code WARM. The slipper sale, 49 bucks, $90 off. Only going to last through today. Prices will change starting tomorrow. You can only get it at the war room, uh, square, what we call it, my promo code war room. Get it today before prices go up. Also, they've got the inventory clearance sale, buy one, get one freeze sheets, Giza dream sheets, as low as 29 bucks, all with a money back guarantee to the end of the first quarter of, uh, this year, 31 March in the year of our Lord, 2023. So go there today. My uh, Promo code War Room. Action, action, action. Use some urgency because the, the slipper sale, the slippers are amazing. Let's go to, I want to go down to the Darien Gap. We've got uh, Oscar Blue Ramirez, Ben Burquam. Uh, guys, I'm glad to see you back. You were in with the tribes today. Tell us, give us an update.
5: Hey, yeah, Steve. So we just got back. We were down with the uh, Guna tribe. They're one of the tribes that run the uh, Comarcas. They have a, uh, basically it's them and the Embera on the other side of the Darien Gap and they invited us into their village. They are pissed, uh, to, to put it bluntly. Uh, these guys are, you know, you talk about indigenous people. While Davos is going on, while these climate change Nazis are running around the world pretending that they care about the environment and the climate. This is what we found down there. We've got some footage of this beach that has just been completely trashed we're down here with Matt Braddock and he came up with the term paradise trash it's absolutely what happened but it's not just the trash they this trash is from these illegals that have invaded their land uh, but it's not just the trash it's the uh, d- the the misery the suffering the the uh, the sexual assaults all of that stuff coming the violence that's coming along with it the uh, the pandemic, malaria, they are just destroying these communities. And the Democrats and the open borders left could care less.
6: Yes, it's, it's, it's a copy paste
5: of what is happening in other countries also. But ultimately, over here, that is a tribe that they want to preserve their culture. Number one, their culture. And this mass migration has interfered with their culture. And it is just contaminating the whole beach. And also, they have cutting the coconuts. The coconuts, it is their main industry of transportation and also commerce with Colombia. And the migrants have been cutting the coconuts of the trees and affecting them uh, enormously and entirely in their commerce with Colombia. One of the, the leaders of this tribe has told us we, we, mass migration, we didn't want it. It came to us. And it, as it was coming to us, we didn't know how to stop it. And now it is just the whole territory is just damaged with all trash we're going to be linking back up with I'm the, the of the stop. Guna tribes
2: over the next couple of days so yeah. go ahead steve but 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 hang on the footage is unbelievable the, the un and i thought these ngos are all about indigenous people and particularly about the environment i mean this is absolutely they've destroyed it there and and, and are the people feel like they're being pressured uh to to allow these uh migrants just to come through their their uh, their their native lands, their territory, Steve, and who Steve, who's defending them? It, it, who's defending it's exactly, the indigenous people?
5: It's exactly it's exactly like the the uh, uh, Hispanic community on our southern border. They feel completely abandoned. Nobody cares about them. Nobody's coming to to their defense. Nobody's helping them out. All of the money that's coming down through Joe Biden and Secretary Myra's controlled flow process is going to the NGOs, to increase the flow. none the, These tribes are getting none of it. It's just, it's shocking.
2: Uh, Oscar, how do people, give me your uh, coordinates. How do people get to you on social media? Because this footage is unbelievable. I know you've got a lot more of it. I want everybody to see it. We'll have you guys back on tomorrow. I know you're going back in for some of the other tribes. But this, this is a tragedy, what's happening uh, to this tribe, these indigenous people that basically having their their way of life destroyed by this. And it's only going to get worse. Oscar, first you and then Ben.
5: Oscar Blue on Getter, Oscar Blue on YouTube, Oscar Blue on Twitter, OscarBlueRamirez.com and Real America's Voice News, sir. Steve, this, what we're getting, the footage we're getting right now is, uh, it's too much to even describe. We're going to be doing several specials, law and border specials on it. So stay tuned for that on Real America's Voice, America's Voice.news. And on my social media, you can find that at Ben Berquam and FrontlineAmerica.com.
2: It shows you what an important service you're doing for everybody, for the world, to, do, to show what's going on there. And particularly the thing that's most tragic in every country, it's the little guy. It's a little guy that, 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 that have their it's community, the same, have their the village, have their store, have their family. It's the same same everywhere. Exactly the same everywhere. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, honored to have you on here. You can get you, to, the team. That's the Real America's Voice investigative team doing work that NHK, BBC, uh, CNN, nobody will do. Let's go. I really want to thank Mark uh, Mitchell for coming on uh, for Rasmussen. Your poll today I think the numbers are pretty shocking. Walk through what what, uh, what you guys are finding out about polling the American people, about what they think about border security, the invasion of the southern border. And I want to put this in perspective. There's a bunch of Republican senators right now working with Democrats. They went to the border about a week ago. The word up here is they're working on another amnesty plan, another amnesty plan. And a couple of these are people that President Trump endorsed. Um, they've taken that endorsement, misused it, lied to voters, and now they're up here working on an amnesty uh, program, the Senate they're going to try to put forward. You watch. it's coming. Um, Mark Mitchell, tell me about the Rasmussen poll,
7: sir. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a quick note on border. We pull that issue all the time. It's one of Biden's lowest issues. And we every two weeks we pull our Immigration Index, which asks nationwide Americans their feelings uh, about our stances on immigration. And Americans generally are very, very anti-legal immigration. They support things like border walls. They support things like E-Verify. And even with legal immigration, they support lower levels of legal immigration. But that index has been tracking those views over the past two, two and a half years. And it's interesting to see how this swings. So people were a lot softer on immigration when Trump was in office. And the second that November 2020 happened, the index swung incredibly the other way. And it's been, you know, tracking in the mid to low 90s, and then over the last month has just broken down in a major way. So things that Americans have seen in the last, you know, two to four weeks are really driving opinions toward things like legal immigration much harder than they've been in the past. Um, (laughs) But some of the great numbers I have today are actually kind of about the next step, specifically about what's happening with Biden now and his document case uh gate and also the next step impeachment and what americans think about that so what, what astounding i
2: just want to make, hang on hang on hang, hang on before i get to that real quick is there any event that's happened in couple? is the biden going to mexico it was more of people understand the invasions going on it's what's happening in el paso is that the events you think that even got people more focused on this and harder in their beliefs
7: I've noticed over the last really two months a lack of sensitivity towards Biden approval to things that are happening into the, in the news. I think part of that was there was just a huge, you know, sigh after November and people saying, you know, disengaging, <clears throat> having holidays, election cycle more so than that. And I don't think if it I don't think it's it certainly played in his favor we didn't really see a bounce from his border trip but if anything, the optics of that one specific picture of him on the wall, I don't think certainly helped him at all. Um, sure. And then really in the last three days, Biden approval has started plummeting. Um, you know, I think we're down three points from where we were a week ago. And so wow. something walk stuck. Us that. Walk us through that.
2: Walk, walk, walk us through your latest polling about the investigations, all of it, and how it's impacting Biden.
7: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, our numbers with Biden approval, they've been relatively elevated, uh, 46, 47, 48 over the last month, month and a half. I think part of that was the glow of the victory, so to speak. Um, But still, if you compare year over year with Trump, he's at parity or slightly below where Trump was. Trump for the last three years of his term was mostly 48 to 51, 52 and really didn't deviate much outside of those bounds at all. And of course, we know Biden was down to 37s and has been sitting at low 40s for most of his term. Uh, we're back down to 44 today. We've had a couple of overnight 40 readings. And I think it's this document uh, situation that's really, you know, it, it's sad to say it, but voters are pretty sensitive to the issues of classified documents being mishandled by people in D.C., and I'm really glad to come on and talk about this you know, particular situation here, because at the tender age of 22, I was cleared top secret PSYOP SCI, and that's the stuff where if you lose it, you're going to Leavenworth, right? And yet, here we've had this issue come up multiple times, and if if you remember even before Trump, I'm sure you remember the days of the DOJ getting involved, the FBI getting involved in, in Hillary's email gate, and... Famously coming out and making a statement. What was it? A week before the election, a lot of people, a lot of voters, were really upset about that. So there's history here. But well, Mark, Mark, morning.
2: just hang, just yeah. hang on one second. We got, we got to take a short break. We're going to come back. We have Mark Mitchell of Rasmussen, also Jason Jones, one of the leaders of the uh, Right to Life movement on the March for Life tomorrow. Next in the room. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency uh, go to Getter. We're putting up stuff all day long. All our con- contributors, you get the complete immersive experience by going to Getter. It's totally free. I can use it. I downloaded it. I put up my own account. I'm a moron in this space. You're not, so you'll be able to use it. Go check it out today. Also, MyPillow.com. Promo code WARROOM. Slippers. Last day for it, 49 bucks. $90 off. Price is going to change tomorrow. you get got one more day to do this. Also, you got all the other sales, so MyPillow.com. Promo code War room. At 6 o'clock, Joe Allen and I are going to break down Davos and particularly artificial intelligence. You're not going to want to miss this. We've got a bunch of clips on what's happening in Davos. And this will scare you to your core, what they're talking about already, in generative artificial intelligence. Very scary. You need to watch and to go through all the clips we got in the, in the uh, commentary and analysis of the Joe Allen, our editor for All Things Transhumanism. Mark Mitchell, I'm going to turn it over to you. You've got a couple of minutes. Mark, this, 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 uh, your analysis here in polling is very important about where, the direction where we're heading, sir. Take it away. Yeah, I
7: think there's a huge opportunity for public opinion to swing big here. Um, so the first question, I want to run through uh, three real quick, is we asked approval of Merrick Garland's investigation into Biden's handling classified documents at his home in Delaware and the office of the D.C. think tank. And voters, bipartisan- and overwhelmingly support the investigation. So 77% of Republicans, 74% of Democrats, and actually 81% of independents. And for Republicans, it's 57% strongly approved. Democrats, it's 44% strongly approved. So I think American voters do not like seeing classified documents mishandled. They expect better of their politicians in DC. And even with the very, 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 poor view that Republicans have of the FBI and the Department of Justice. They're happy to see this thing go right on ahead and even Democrats support Biden being investigated. Now whether that's they think he has nothing to hide, whether that's they think the fix is in, I can't say. Um, They have relatively very high opinions of the FBI and the DOJ right now. So, um, but the other is we freshened up that question that we love to ask about how likely is it that since he became president, Joe Biden has committed high crimes and misdemeanors that would justify impeachment proceedings against him. And for the very first time, a small majority of Americans actually say it's likely. So we're up to 51% now. And the numbers have been ticking up over the last couple. We've asked it three times. I think it was 49% then 50. Now it's 51%. So a majority of American voters think that the sitting president has committed impeachable offenses while in office. And 34% of voters say it's very likely. But what's surprising is, uh, you know, you'd expect the Republican number to be high. It is, it's 72% who say it's at least somewhat likely, um, but it's 47% for independents. And the Democrat number has really swung big. It's up to 34% uh, with 20% of Democrats saying that it's very likely he committed impeachable high crimes and misdemeanors. Uh, and so the, the other one to bring back is, you, you know, we've talked about this before on your show, but it's a truth. We asked this uh, most recently in September. Do you support or impose impeaching President Biden? And 53% a majority of voters support it. 38% support it strongly. One third of Democrats, including 20% who strongly support it, support impeaching the president of their own party. 51% a majority of independents and 77% of Republicans. So I hear a lot of talk about investigations in Capitol Hill. American voters have, by and large, been ready for impeachment for a very long time, and it has nothing to do with the handling of classified documents. It has to do with things like the border in Afghanistan.
2: Wow. Amazing. Mark, what's the social media? How do they get to YouTube channel? How do they get to all of it?
7: Yeah, we're on most of the socials, but come follow us on Twitter. It's our freshest feed. Everything we post, we post there. We have a really good Twitter feed. We post all our stories, all our videos, and then often things like firsthand accounts of actual election fraud because it's important to us as pollsters.
2: Mark Mitchell, thank you for doing this blockbuster poll. We'll make sure we push it out. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, Steve. I got one. Jason Jones, you've been a leader of the uh, Right to Life movement for many years. I think you've gone to March for Life, I think 20, 25 years. Tell me about the the march that's going to take place tomorrow, sir.
6: Yeah, Steve. Well, first of all, thank you. I mean, uh, this is the first March for Life in a post Roe America, and you you play a big you play a big part in this reality. And it's something that a lot of Americans felt that was unbelievable. I've been coming here uh, since I was really right when I got out of the military as a young infantryman in my twenties. When my high school girlfriend's father uh, beat her up and forced her to have an abortion, that's sort of my inciting incident into politics. I've been coming every year since, and here we are now in a post Roe America, and the the pro life movement is the largest, most passionate social movement in the history of our country, where you know, we're, we're fighting astroturf. This is the most organic movement in the history of our country. So it's, I'm here really to say thank you. Uh, thank you to the millions of pro-lifers that have worked for decades. Thanks to you, Steve Bannon. Thanks to the Federal Society, Susan B. Anthony List, all these organizations that have worked so hard for so long. Thank you, President Trump. And uh, it's, a, it's gonna be a big day tomorrow.
2: We're going to have you, uh, Mo Bannon, uh, Chris Carter, Rev going to be coverage. We're going to cover the prayer meeting at the beginning with Father Pavone. We're going to do a pregame right before the launch. We're going to get Jason Jones back on. But I got about a minute. Is this you've been coming for 25 years? What's your thoughts about this massive march that takes place versus what's happening in the states, sir?
6: Well, this is to me my big thank you. But I think in future years I'll be in blue states. The overturning of Roe versus Wade Dobbs was the first milestone into a culture of life. There are many, many more milestones to go. And uh, I believe that it's going to be a rope-a-dope strategy. The next two or three years, uh, we might take some knocks. But going forward in the next decade or so, I think we'll be leaving to our posterity a country where uh, the most vulnerable members of the human family, the child in the womb, will be protected from violence from the very, very beginnings, very bi- the beginning of our biological beginning through life. But um, J- this is a big year.
2: How do they get to your podcast and your writings? We're going to cover you tomorrow. How do they get to your podcast and writings? My
6: podcast is the Jason Jones Show. I write for uh, James Robison's The Stream, and uh, my getter is uh, the Jason Jones Show.
2: Jason, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thank you for coming on, Jason Jones, one of the sir. leaders of the Right to Life movement, for March for Life, Captain Bannon. We're going to have Chris Carter of Real America's Voice, wall-to-wall coverage, Jason Jones, Father Bravone, others. Short break, 6 o'clock. Um, our own Joe Allen, you do not want to miss this. We're going to break down Davos, and we're going to break down artificial intelligence, and we're going to say how it's going to impact your life immediately. Next, in the War Room. We will fight
4: till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no war. Let's take down the CCB.